Today's episode of Peers to Peers is powered by Shopify, the leading global commerce company that's shaping today's entrepreneurial economy. What started as three mates in a coffee shop trying to sell a snowboard has ended in thousands of employees around the world, bringing over 1.7 million businesses to life. You could say Shopify is a peer to us and entrepreneurs around the world. So peers, if you're looking to start your own business, head to shopify.com.au for your 14-day free trial. Hello, peers, and welcome to the Peers to Peers podcast, powered by Shopify. Peers speaking, peers listening. This is a conversation for you. I'm your host, Michelle Akidinol, founder of Leading Australian Podcast Agency and 2021 Australian Podcast Awards finalists, The Peers Project, and your fellow passionate peer. Each week, I invite an inspiring millennial entrepreneur from around the globe to chat with me. No filters, just real talk, peer to peer. Together, we unpack what it takes to go your own way, pursue your passion, and why there's really nothing better. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy our podcast, please do pass it on. The more peers, the merrier. Hello, peers, and welcome to the Peers to Peers podcast, powered by Shopify. In our fast-paced world, boredom can often be seen as a negative. Boredom means you're not fulfilling your purpose. Boredom means there must be something bigger and better out there. Boredom means you're not helping people. But is this actually true? In this ep, we sit down with Austin Martin, founder of Rhymes with Reason, an educational technology company help students learn literacy through their favourite music. In today's episode, Austin shares while there'll be moments of mundanity in entrepreneurship and how boredom isn't always a bad thing, how his own childhood shaped his career and his creative tips on tapping into your mission. For those of you who haven't yet posted about our podcast on your socials or if you're new here, firstly, welcome. And please do take a screenshot of this episode right now, post it to your Instagram story and tag us at The Peers Project so that other peers out there can benefit from the wisdom of these incredible millennial entrepreneurs and help us in our mission to empower you all to pursue what you're most passionate about through entrepreneurship. Okay, peers, without further ado, welcome Austin. Austin, welcome to the Peers to Peers podcast. We're so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me. Of course. You know, you and I recently connected and when I looked into you and all of the awesome work you're doing in ed tech, I knew I had to have you come on the show. So I really appreciate you taking the time. Of course. I'm super happy to be here and excited to have a conversation with you. Awesome. So look, for those of us who don't know who you are and what you do, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I am the founder and primary creator of Rhymes with Reason. And Rhymes with Reason is a web-based app 
that helps young people learn words and build literacy skills using popular music. If you can imagine, it's like a gamified system. You can learn SAT words from Drake songs, or you can learn upper elementary school vocab from Lil Baby. And Lil Baby also has SAT words. Basically, this learning game, learning app where, yeah, you can learn words and build literacy skills and go through like literacy oriented drills while listening to your favorite music. Oh my gosh, it's so cool, Austin. What the hell? And I can't wait to dive deeper into your business. Before I do, I'd love to start with a question that I've often found to be very insightful and revealing, and that is, where did you grow up? And how has this impacted the choices you've made in your life and in your career so far? Yeah, so I grew up in San Diego, California. My grandparents were I think all of them, but definitely both of my grandmothers were educators. So like the value of education has been passed down over time. And also my dad formerly had a brief stint as a professional musician in jazz. He's a drummer. So music has been a huge part of my life. There's the education for my grandparents and then like the music part for my dad. So I think those things kind of like were seeds of this. And then also just like both of my Parents in my entire family just has always had like a major value around service and giving back. Obviously, as evidenced by doing work for 40, 50 years in education. But that's always been something that, you know, when I was like really little, like I was feeding homeless and doing community service and things like that from like really young age. So that's always just been a part of my upbringing. I love that. And I love asking that question because I think, you know, what our parents did, what our family did, our grandparents and whatnot, I think that so feeds into kind of who we are at the core. You know, if we think back to Austin, the early days, the early years, you know, as a kid kind of looking around, seeing that value of service being really prominent in your upbringing, how did that play out for you in the early days? Were you cognizant of that or you just... You had no idea and you were just doing your thing. Like, you know, what were you like as a child, I guess? And and kind of how did you see the world at that time? Yeah, I've always wanted to help people. I've always kind of had that value. I fell in love with music at a very early age. And I'm the type of person when I get into something, I get like very, very into it. So music and sports, when I was like a child, I was like an encyclopedia of sports and music. And plus the fact that early on, because I was so interested in music, sports, and my interests were so deep, but also like not in the container of academics, that made academics kind of boring to me, which is why ultimately the Rhymes with Reason exists as a mechanism to make academics fun and make it interesting. Because I was that kid that can relate to like, I don't want to do my homework. I want to just like listen to Lil Wayne. But I was learning while listening to Lil Wayne, right? So that's like the whole idea and premise is to make it so you can actually directly benefit academically by listening to Lil Wayne because I learned how to write well. I learned how to understand metaphor. I understood how to, you know, express. So I just wanted to take that and put that, yeah, into the academic container more so, so that all the kids that experience what I experienced can actually benefit from it very concretely. Super powerful. For our peers out there listening who, 
you know, maybe it's academics, maybe it's the current career path they're on and they're just feeling that like bored and kind of just why am I still here and why do I have to do this kind of energy I think it's so normal. You know, if I think back to my days at school, it was just kind of like get it done and just, you know, hustle through and, you know, keep going. But, you know, for our peers out there listening who are really just struggling with that, perhaps it's the academics, perhaps it's more a career path that they've chosen that they're just really not about. What advice would you give to us about turning those boring parts of our lives, all the things that we have to do into something that's actually interesting and engaging. And more so than that, how do we become okay with not knowing if what we're doing right now is right for us? The first part is trying to connect the things that bore you but are necessary to the things that you love because everything is related and there's translatable skills in everything. So let's say you love sports, And the greatest athletes in the world are extremely disciplined and they're extremely mundane, boring aspects of them reaching those heights athletically. So you can kind of think about if you're bored at your day job, like my favorite athlete that I look up to goes through the same thing and like fights through that boredom. And discipline is a part of what allows them to be excellent at what they do. So you can like borrow that mindset in a way to what you're doing and draw inspiration from this thing that you do relate to more and that you do enjoy more and that you do love more. So drawing that inspiration and drawing those parallels is like, that's something that I think is really important to get you through the day-to-day of your life or a situation where you're not feeling yourself being as inspired or as engaged. Yeah, as to borrow inspiration or draw inspiration from something else that you do find more engaging. At what point do we know it's boredom and it's good for us and we need to stick at it and be disciplined? But at what point is it, oh, maybe I should be making an actual change here. Maybe I should change the situation I'm in because this boredom is no longer just boredom. It's actually affecting where I want to go and what I want to do. At what point do we know to move on? I don't know. I think everybody should think about what they ultimately want, what their ultimate goals are, right? And if you feel like the boredom is not serving or not helping move you in the direction of what your ultimate goals are, then that's something to consider a change, right? Where I'm kind of banging my head against a wall here and it's not like moving in the direction that serves my ultimate goals. So I think when you made that realization, then it might be time to make a change. There is boredom innate and inherent, though, in you getting to your ultimate goals. So if you can see the alignment there, then potentially keep going. But when there's that kind of misalignment with the ultimate goal, then it's worth reconsidering what you're doing. But yeah, just know that there will be boredom on the path to where you want to go. So if you can see that clearly, then don't give up. When's there been a misalignment for you on your journey? There are a lot of times where there are things that I'm doing or that the business is doing that I think are serving toward the ultimate goal. But then I realize that it is misaligned. But when I was doing it, I thought it was aligned. Maybe sometimes the goal slightly changes or sometimes... For example, in business, you know, talk about product market fit. Earlier on in our journey, there was marketing that we were doing. There were features that 
we were creating that was addressing a market that didn't fit our product. Like there wasn't a fit there, but it, it took us making mistakes to figure out where there actually was a fit, where there was more of a stickiness associated with what we were doing. So the misalignment is like a part of the process to get you to where you want to go. And again, in business, you have like a general goal and like a high level goal, but like you might be wrong about where the micro target is. You might find out that, oh, I guessed wrong in terms of where my product was going to really be sticky. For example, with us, we've really found a lot of product market fit with charter schools. For Rhymes With Reason, we've been very adamant that we want to help students, particularly in the United States, that come from disadvantaged backgrounds economically. And we still sell our product to Title I public schools. But for a long time, we said we're only going to sell our product to Title I public schools because those are the types of schools that a lot of students from disadvantaged backgrounds attend. What we've realized, though, is that we found more product market fit with public charter schools or charter schools that serve economically disadvantaged students. So it's the same end user But the structure of the school and the way that the schools are funded, we found more of a fit with a different structure of school than we originally thought. So we're actually able to achieve the same end by serving pretty much the same type of student, but we have more of a fit with one type of structure than another. So there was not total misalignment, but slight misalignment, maybe with our original target. Again, we had the same end goal, but over time we found, okay, let's kind of go with where the market is shifting us a bit and we can still reach the same end goal. So that's just one example, but you have to be open to change. Maybe not change your ultimate end goal and your ultimate intention, but change the route that you're taking a little bit or tweak it just a bit to get where you want to go. I love that example. Word pivot is coming up for me right now. And I think our peers out there listening perhaps can relate. You know, I think sometimes we can get really nervous and it's so scary. It can be so scary to pivot, to change, to go, that's the ultimate goal. And I know I want to be there, you know, whether it's you're starting your side hustle and you know, you want to get it to the point where you can quit your job or whether it's you're deep in your first business and you're trying to hit the 1 million plus mark and you're trying to figure out how you're going to impact that many people so you can get there, whatever it may be. I think you're so right around this idea of perhaps that misalignment comes into play, but being open to that and being open to pivoting so you can realign, you know, I love it. When was a time where you hit a really tough roadblock and you just thought, I just don't know if I can do this? It's happened a lot this summer, early fall, hit some significant roadblocks. You know, and this is part of business. There was a few things that we forecasted would happen as a part of our year that just did not happen. Situations where there were kind of deals that fell through that we invested a lot in happening and things like that. Personal challenges, all kind of different things that have happened and happened like all at once. And I go back to the why. It's like, why am I doing this? The fact that there's something bigger than myself is something that pushes me to keep doing it and persevere through the roadblocks. And also, I love it. Like, I feel really connected 
Every day I wake up and I'm really passionate about something and bettering the world. I don't think I can really go back to like living another way, at least long term. Like I always want to be doing something that I feel is productive and that I feel is making the world a better place. So to me, yeah, it's like just returning to the essence and returning to the why is like what helps me push through the roadblocks. And yeah, it happens often. And a lot of times it happens like in an avalanche where you get hit with like a lot at once. Yeah. Oh, I feel you. I feel you, Austin. I think for me, it was, you know, this past summer and you just kind of think, wow, how can everything come crashing down at the one time? You know, how is it going so smoothly for like six, seven months, no roadblocks, and then boom, boom, boom. Just so much respect for all the entrepreneurs listening in as we go through these tough, tough things. So I want to talk a little bit about what's next. You've been at this for a while. I think it's like seven plus years you know, what's next for you personally in the business as you continue to grow? And I guess what's next for the company and it just where you're going? Our ultimate goal, like I talked about a little bit earlier, is I would say for this to be the most engaging resource for students in urban metropolitan cities in America that really speaks to them and really meets them where they are in their learning journey and helps them build vocabulary and literacy capacity. So our next step and one thing that we're really working on to get to that goal is we're doing partnerships with professional sports teams, professional athletes, and then also the corporate social responsibility departments of professional sports teams in America, professional athletes like nonprofits and foundations, and then also celebrities in America are like sponsoring access of Rhymes with Reason to after-school programs and schools in these urban hubs across the United States because professional sports teams are in the big metropolitan American cities, right? They already have a presence there. And the young people that are in these cities are fans. And these are like some of the largest kind of beacons of engagement and culture in these cities, right? So what better way to get our resource out to the young people that live in these cities than partnering with these teams to reach them, right? And not just reach them, but also have prizes for performance tied to the team's involvement and the player's involvement and things like that. Same thing for artists who hail from a lot of these cities as well. In 2022, we partnered with the Detroit Pistons. We partnered with a NBA player by the name of Joel Embiid. He's the runner-up for MVP of the NBA last year. The Detroit Pistons sponsored Access to Rhymes Reason in Detroit for after-school programs in Detroit. Joel Embiid sponsored it for 2,500 students in Philadelphia. And they're both like rewarding students for their achievements on the Rhymes with Reason platform with real life rewards. We've also done something similar with Chance the Rappers nonprofit in Chicago, working on other pro sports teams. There might be one more to close out this year and a few other athletes on an NFL team called the San Francisco 49ers. So we're like really expanding that model to reach these kids in these large metropolitan cities. So that's kind of what's next is like really scaling that model and growing that model. So yeah, that's kind of like what's on the horizon. 
so so interesting and I think to bring it back you know for me and for our peers out there listening I think it's so interesting that even at year seven it's still about what's that distribution strategy like how do we get this out there you know it almost like doesn't stop it's so interesting I think sometimes there's a bit of a misconception there around what it means to be a founder or what it means to be an entrepreneur and I think at the end of the day as you said get your goal really really clear and then how can you reach those people and it's so interesting to hear that even at year seven it's like how can we reach more of who we're trying to target and just getting really creative around that so that's something that I'm personally taking away I'm only year five so I'm still hustling but you know it's really interesting because I think whether you're in year one year zero year five year ten year seven it's almost that similar thing around how can we get our mission and what we're doing out there how can we reach the people that we really want to reach so I think that's just personally a huge takeaway that I'm taking from where you're currently at awesome Austin look we could talk for days and days but I am mindful of your time so I've got a couple of final questions for you and the first one is what has been your greatest failure and win to date I think anytime you ruminate and get too upset at yourself for mistakes that you've made, that's a failure in a way. Anytime you lose confidence or beat yourself up too much based on a mistake that you've made, that's like something that I'm like, I wouldn't say that I'm proud of. Like those moments, like those moments are moments of, I don't know if failure is the right word, but things that I'm not necessarily most proud of. And then the biggest win, I would say, is that, again, it's kind of vague, maybe, but it's still going and still feeling just as much passion as like day one. Because I started working on this as a teenager. So you grow and you deal in reality and things like that. But I still, as I've learned and I've experienced some of the challenges of the real world, the education system, my goal hasn't changed, Right. And that's like maybe the biggest win is that the goal hasn't changed. The purpose hasn't changed. I feel just as excited as I did at the beginning. It's just like a new how, maybe. The why is the same. So having the same why and like an expanded how is maybe the biggest win. I love it. Look, Austin, over the last seven plus years since you started your company, you've really gone from strength to strength. You've received a lot of recognition for your work over the years, and most recently you were featured on the Forbes 30 Under 30 list. What are three key pieces of advice that you would give our peers out there listening that you wish you got when you were just starting out as a team? Yeah, beat one is like we talked about a lot in this, like be flexible around the how. Don't be too locked in on that. I mean, that's something I'm still learning because as human beings, we get attached to our ideas, right? We have ego attached to our vision. That's a really big thing that I would encourage. Another key piece of advice is literally just start, like literally take that first step. So many people just don't even take the first step in the journey. And there's no way you're going to make it happen if you don't take that first step. Another piece of advice is invest in your team and invest in mentors. There's no way that you're going to be able to figure this thing out by yourself. So make sure you keep the right people around you and look at, even if when people are good at something, look at their character, look at their level of respect, their professionalism, and keep that in mind always. Like I said, even when people are talented. So those are things that I would advise. 
so so valuable look Austin before I ask you the final question I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you for the incredible work you've done and that you're doing you know for showing us in particular us young ambitious millennials that if we have that vision that goal and that dream it actually is possible we just have to pivot over and over again not become attached to our ideas but we will get there and so for that we really appreciate you Definitely. I appreciate it, Michelle. Amazing. So the final question is how we finish every episode of the Peers to Peers podcast. And that is, what is the value of pursuing what you're most passionate about? You wake up every day and you enjoy your life. Ah, Austin, it's been so, so awesome. We so appreciate you. Where can we learn more about you and Rhymes with Reason? Yeah, at www.rhymeswithreason.com. Come check us out there. Or on Instagram at Rhymes with Reason. <laughs> Easy. We'll link them up in the show notes. Thank you so much again. And for everyone else listening, we will end with that. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the Peers to Peers podcast. Powered by Shopify. Remember, peers, we're here to help you turn your passion into a business. And so is Shopify. And so if you're looking to start your biz, head to shopify.com.au for your 14-day free trial. Peers, that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the Peers to Peers podcast. Powered by Shopify. We hope you've enjoyed your introduction our latest guest peer and that you find them as gung-ho as we do for more make sure to subscribe to our show on apple podcasts spotify wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review we produce with passion and it doesn't stop here to see what else we're up to visit thepeersproject.com or follow us on instagram at thepeersproject we'll have fresh Real talk for you next week, peers. Until then, if you need inspiration, look amongst your peers. <laughs> <laughs>